I remember the flip over. Oh yeah, the flip over is great. That's when you're like more exposed and vulnerable. Would you like to turn around for me, please? Uh huh. Welcome to the second part of this podcast episode on my life as a former erotic masseur. And today's interview, as you know, if you heard last week, I'm interviewing one of my former clients about her experience. What prompted her to reach out to me? How did she feel before, during, and after the massage? What was transformative for her? What were those long-term effects of having had that kind of experience with me? And we talk about the importance of safety and intimacy and touch and what happens when you receive that from somebody and how we all deserve it, but we don't all get it. Loving touch is in short supply in this world. And it doesn't have to be because we all have the capacity to give loving touch and to receive it. You know, the issue with that is that it puts us in a vulnerable place. And it's hard to tell people, I would like to be touched more. This is for all the people who want to be touched more. My name is Sean Galanos, and this is The Love Drive. What prompted you to come and get a massage from me? all those years ago. (laughs) (laughs) How did we meet? Where does the story begin? Uh, Let's see. I found you on Craigslist. I had always had a fantasy about erotic massage. It's like the more sensual type of pornography that I would even watch. I want to interrupt here and say that I think a lot of women have this fantasy of being, of getting happy ending massage from their regular masseuse, like where it just goes a little bit further. I think so. I think a lot of women want it and I'm not sure if they can ask for it because obviously that's not allowed (laughs) or accepted. Yeah. Over maybe like six years, I had occasionally searched this online. Does it exist for women? Where is it? How can you find it? I was at a point in my relationship where I was feeling very unfulfilled sexually um, and with our level of intimacy. And so I found myself thinking about this again and started searching online. Google turned up nothing. I started reading the comments on different articles, different websites, and Craigslist was the last resort for me because it seemed kind of creepy. I was like, really, am I going to really find a a massage on Craigslist? And it was creepy, Sean. I am impressed. (laughs) You stood out because all of the other posts offering these things were, they were scary. It was not somewhere you'd want to go, not someone you'd want to see. But you stood out as seeming uh, real and normal. By the way, I I knew my competition. (sighs) Yeah. 
<laughs> it's appalling. It's appalling. Yeah, it was gross. A lot of it was gross. And a lot, a lot of it, you, you pretty much knew that the guy was going to try to have sex with you after. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so that, I think that's what made it easier for me to actually send you a message and probably for all the other women as well. You just stood out. <laughs> so uh, high above the rest. So, okay. At this time in my life, I was also a writer and I wasn't really ready to own that I actually wanted to have this service. So my mind flipped into work mode and I thought, I'm intrigued by this. I think I might want to do this for myself, but let me find out all the answers to all of my questions first. And so I emailed you and said I wanted to interview you for an article, right? Do you remember this? Yeah, it's all coming back. It's it's all coming back that uh, that I think did you interview me before the massage? I did. Oh my god. I can't believe I let that happen. Oh, well, because I didn't say I wanted a massage. I said I wanted to interview you for a story. Right. And you agreed to meet up with me for coffee. You brought your dog. You walked into the coffee shop. I was like, this man is also good looking. He's so normal. We're having coffee out in public. And I asked you like 30 questions. You only gave me 30 minutes. Nice. Power move. (laughs) Yeah, you were very scheduled. Um, But I asked you all the questions. What is an erotic massage? Who are the women that come to you? Why do they come to you? All the same things we just talked about. Um, Mm. And towards the end, you were like, do you want to book one? Nice. Yeah, nice. Also a power move. (laughs) I think I may have said no. But I do remember sending you a message shortly after that same day saying, I did want to. Oh, you thought about it. I I thought, well, I knew I wanted one. I just had to make sure that you were a normal person and it was a safe experience. So I'm impressed at all the other women who uh, just showed up. Yeah, me too. I think it takes an incredible amount of courage. And also people do risky things for sex. It's true. And I guess I had never. How was your experience? Well, first of all, I booked this appointment over my lunch hour. So I left work and I 100% fully intended to go back to work afterwards. So for me, it was it was like a, any other appointment in my day. But it felt very, it felt very welcoming and kind and warm. And just like you said, you greeted me with a hug. You gave me chamomile tea. We sat on your sofa and talked about why I was there and what I wanted to get out of the experience. You asked me about boundaries and fears. And that felt very, it felt very safe. And it felt very loving from the moment I arrived. Hmm. And then the massage was incredible. Oh, what did you love about it? Well, Esalen taught you well. So the actual massage was great. And I think that you mastered your technique. <laughs> How do you remember? Was I an early client? Was I 
you were not naked. You had pants on. Yeah. How much did I charge you? Not $75. Like $150? Or more. Yeah. Uh, you know, pants on is early stages. So <laughs> probably, probably, I don't know, probably three months. Okay. Okay. Well, it was incredible. And I was very turned on throughout the entire massage. And I remember having multiple orgasms. I, I do remember, I remember the moment of like, you said head stroking, um, like teasing the body. I remember the flip over. Oh yeah, the flip over is great. <laughs> the flip over. That's when you're like more exposed and vulnerable. Totally. Um, would you like to turn around for me, please? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I remember my mind thinking, okay, what's about to happen? But it was it was easy to just be present in it. And um, I think for me, I had a moment of realization in the massage because I wanted to touch you and I didn't. I was trying to hold back from wanting to touch you. And in that moment, it felt very, um, it was a challenge for me because I just had to lay there and receive touch without giving. And I think that's what turned the whole experience around for me. And that's what sent me to a different level because I had never done that before. I don't think in any sexual experience had I just received fully and not touched, given anything of myself. And I think that's what took me to orgasm, to be honest, was just receiving. And it was, a, it was mm. mental and physical at the same time. Yeah. We don't have a lot of experience just receiving. We should. We should all have more. I think if anything comes from this interview, people should try this with their partners. Yeah, I want to do... Actually, my lover and I have done something quite close to this. We just put 30 minutes on the timer and we take turns doing whatever massage, oral sex, and the other person just receives and just relaxes. I gave her a massage. She fell asleep. <laughs> it's fine. She had 30 minutes to do whatever she wants. Actually, I wanted to make it an hour, but she, she felt uncomfortable receiving for an hour. So we made it 30 minutes back and forth. And as a man to receive also, it's incredible. Mm. To not have to think about what I need to be doing or should be doing or what can I do to bring them pleasure while they're trying to bring me pleasure just relaxes the brain the body and it feels like a gift it's like a very loving gift mm. it is a gift and it's a gift for the for the giver as well 
It's really beautiful to be able to give to somebody that's open to receiving and just like lets you. Doesn't try to change it. Doesn't try to make it good for you. And it's scary because you know the stories come up that we're not that we're not worthy of this love and this attention and this care. But we are because we're humans and we're all born with it. <laughs> it's not Maybelline. <laughs> She's born with it. It's a birthright. Love is a birthright. What do you think about that one? It's a good one, right? That's not a new tagline. Yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so many taglines. Uh, okay, what else do you want to know? Well, what happened after the massage? You said you were fully intending to go back to work. Well, I did not go back to work. Uh, I went to a coffee shop, the same one we first met at. And I, I remember having so many men staring at me and feeling like, is this, is this what happens when you have a really good orgasm that other men can just sense it? I was like, wow, I must be glowing from this experience. Or maybe it was all of the massage oil. I'm not sure. Definitely lots of massage oil. <laughs> but I, I remember when we finished and when I was still there with you. And I don't know if you remember this moment. We were talking about people who come and get these massages who are in relationships and whether or not that's cheating. See, Sean, already you and I were like, (laughs) we were having all these conversations that you probably would not have normally had with your clients. (laughs) I can't wait to explain to people our our relationship. Oh, man. But I made a comment that I said some of us are too committed to leave, even though we know that we should um, when talking about relationships. And I had never said something like that out loud. And I wasn't sure why I just said it in that moment. But through the experience with you, I just, I had this moment of realization where I realized that I was not receiving love and touch and kindness in my relationship. And I had felt all that from you, who was a stranger that I was paying for a service. And I felt more of it from you in that hour and a half than I did from my partner. And all of this was just filling my mind after the massage I was like, why am I feeling this? But this is also empowering. I finally said something out loud and I, I finally realized what's missing in my life and that I'm not getting it. And I, in that moment, I made this decision that I needed to end my relationship. So I left feeling this, like my life was completely changed. It was, it was really, really impactful for me beyond the physical satisfaction. And I think you shared that with me at some point. I did. And I didn't believe you and I didn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
makes sense. I sent you a very long email about all the feelings <laughs> that I had after that session. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't trust you, but I thought for some reason this is weird, but I felt like you wanted something from me. Huh. Like what? Because also, um, I well, after that, you also became really helpful and you sort of wanted to help help me in a variety of different ways. I don't know if I don't know when that happened, whether that was while I was still doing massage or or because because the love drive was still a thing. And I think you wanted to help me with my business. And I I like couldn't figure out what your motivation was. <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> and what does she want? What does she want? And then I think at some point I, I we had to talk about it and, and that's when you made it really clear that you just wanted to help because well, you believed in my work and because I had helped you have a really transformational experience that changed your life. And you were grateful. I think that's still true. You changed my life. Hmm. I mean, I ended a very long relationship with my uh, daughter's father because of that massage and that experience. And because <laughs> of the books you gave me to read afterwards. I gave you books? <laughs> you gave me uh, names of books to read. Come as you are? What did I give you? Come come as you are. She comes first. Oh, vagina. Vagina. Yeah. Naomi Wolf. And I, I bought it that day. And then I took it on a flight with me the next day. <laughs> this is really funny. I don't know if you know all of this, actually. I think it was the day after the massage that I had to fly to Austin for South by Southwest. And I took this book with me on the plane and I was reading it on the flight and I just couldn't stop crying. Every page was like, oh my gosh, this is so, what have I been missing in my life? Why have I not opened my eyes to this? And I, there was an old man next to me who was like, he was trying to console me and he just didn't know what was wrong and I couldn't explain it. And he saw me reading a book called Vagina and I'm sure he was so confused, but everything was so clear. And then I went to this conference. I met all these people every day. I met someone new who was talking about how they ended a relationship, how they were sex positive, how they felt like they could talk more openly about these things. And it was like this new world for me because previously I had been really closed off to, I don't even know what you would call it, being sex positive, I guess. It was like a shame attached to sex for me. And this, this just opened a whole new world where I didn't feel that anymore. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I knew that. And I'm so happy that that was the experience that you had and that that's what, you know, that massage, it was a catalyst for the next phase of your life. And I didn't believe you. Like you, you kept on saying that, and I just didn't believe that. I think I, I guess I didn't believe that I had that power to provide that kind of experience. We definitely got on the phone and talked about it for a couple of hours after I sent you that long email. Mm. 
because you were being, like you said, you were being there. You said, I'm here to talk to you. And I remember you saying that you loved breakups. My favorite. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you became this like best friend who was still a stranger, therapist, sort of, best friend therapist person to me who I was revealing this to. And I hadn't told anyone else. And you were supporting me in that. And you heard me and you understood it. And I just felt so, I just felt so supported by you. It was, it was such an interesting experience because we didn't know each other at all. Mm. And then I uh, became your referral person. Oh, that's right. Uh, (laughs) I talked to, I talked to nervous potential clients on the phone. I met them for coffee. You interviewed them for your big Cosmo article that never came out? Right, which I pulled. <laughs> I did write an article. They did want to publish it, but they wanted it all focused on uh, the sexual experience and orgasm and climax. And I felt like my experience was so much deeper than that, that I didn't want it focused on that. When you asked, how confident am I in my ability to to make women orgasm, that's when I I sort of realized that that's not what this service is about. It wasn't about getting getting an orgasm. So much more. It was about life transformation (laughs) for some people. Yeah, and just connection and vulnerability and being seen, you know, Mm -hmm. and showing yourself. I mean, I am so uh what's the word i like admire the courage that these clients showed by coming to me and stepping into my space and getting naked and opening themselves up it's a lot of courage it's really scary it is Afterwards, Sean, I started telling everyone about this experience. You're still telling I'm everybody. still telling everyone. I mean, here I am right now. It's my icebreaker when I meet new people. Wait, can you just, how does that even, what does that even look like? I mean, it's probably my most interesting story uh, that I have to share. So nice. That's. I used to tell people that on dates too, on first dates. And then I realized that was making men feel really intimidated. Uh, It's probably my, (laughs) my most interesting story. (laughs) And you still keep it secret until now. Until now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Why did you stop? I, um, I didn't have any energy left for my own love life because I was giving it all away. Those, those massages took out, like I, I just gave so much, so much love that there was really little left for anybody else. And I was doing a massage a day. I, I did two once and I was like totally depleted. It couldn't, it didn't work. So, so a massage a day for like nine months, you know? And 
I had no energy left. I, I didn't want to date. And I really wanted to be with somebody. You know, when I got my dog, which was not so much before when we met, when I went to the SPCA to to start, you know, interviewing dogs, uh, you have to fill out an application. And on the application, it says reason for adoption. I wrote companionship because I was really lonely. And, you know, I still really wanted partnership. And I was sort of getting a lot of my needs met through the massage. My sexual needs were met, even though I didn't climax. I did, I, I did sometimes, but pretty rarely. I was still like fulfilled sexually. But I had no energy to go on dates. And actually, I had this weird thing happened when I, I would go on dates and, and I would maybe it would lead to like a hookup or something. And I would think like, oh, I could be getting paid for this in some in some fucking weird way. I didn't, I was, it was like cost benefit analysis or whatever. What's it What's opportunity cost? <laughs> I just, it, it like fucked with me. It fucked with my ability to date. And I didn't want to do, I didn't, I just like didn't want to do it anymore. I don't, I didn't think I, I could be present for it. And my love life became a bigger priority and maybe giving myself the opportunity to meet somebody became more important than caring for other people's love lives or sex life. So I prioritized myself. I stopped doing it. And then, and then I moved. I moved also. That came a while later. Did it? I think so. Okay. It might have. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. We've been friends for a long time now. You know, what's interesting is that it had a major impact on my dating and love life as well. And I, I remember telling you this uh, a few months, maybe a year, who knows? We, were, we went climbing, we went to the climbing gym. And I told you that I had no desire to have casual sex because of that massage. Because mm-hmm. it was like such an elevated experience that I felt that any intimate sexual connection with someone had to be deeper. Um, it had to, it had to have trust and feelings of love and all of those things that you made me realize I was missing. And so I, it, it, it totally elevated my um, sexual relationships because I didn't want to have casual sex. I didn't, I didn't want to have the chance of not feeling fulfilled from an experience with someone. Good. I agree. We should be elevating our, our, our sex. We really should. I mean, I, that was basically around where I stopped having casual sex as well. I think right before that. Like novelty is exciting, but it just, it wears off too quickly. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's fine. You know, to everybody, anybody listening who is still into casual sex, knock yourself out. It's totally, I did it for so long. Zero judgment coming from my part. It can be really fun. And it stopped working for me. And, And I also realized that I was probably using it as a distraction. 
and intimate, connected, loving sex. Now that's exciting. So much better for me. Also comes with, yeah, I mean, comes with more risks. It's harder to find. And you can get hurt. But I'll take that. I'll take those those odds all day. I have one more question for you. Sure. Would you offer this service again? No. <laughs> Such a fast, easy answer. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not available. I'm, my work is is has transformed. What advice would you give to women who are listening to this and wishing that they could have a similar experience? Oh, oh my God. Listen to your body. Trust yourself. If you find someone who offers this, um, ask questions, be curious, and, and listen to the answers. And if they don't feel right, then don't do it. I, I don't even know how you would find this. I mean, there's no Craigslist anymore. So this would be really hard to find. You can maybe find a way to connect with a friend in this kind of way that you feel safe. If you were really explicit about what you wanted, it could be possible. What was the question that you were going to ask? I was going to ask your advice for men who are listening. Based on what you learned from all of the women that you saw. Mm. Slow down. Slow down. Slow way down in everything. Not just in your touch, but in your approach. And in time between dates. And in how you connect. Slow it down. And transparency equals safety, and safety equals arousal, which is paradoxical because excitement and danger also equals arousal. But I think safety is, it's more safe. <laughs> I think nowadays we should err on the side of safety rather than, you know, exciting and dangerous. So slow it down. And also, man, get curious about the sexual experience of women. We know what it's like for men for the most part. The male sexual experience has been documented. Um, The female sexual experience, there isn't as much stuff out on there, but what, what is out there is incredible. I mean, I'm reading a book called Aphrodite's Daughters, which is an exploration it's sort of a collection of interviews that this, um, hold on, let me just get the author's name. Damn it. It's a hard one to pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jalaha (laughs) Bonham, last name Bonham, um, J A L A J A. How would you pronounce that? I have no idea. (laughs) Jalaja. Jalaha. J- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Put this in the-, <laughs> in the show notes. Aphrodite's Daughters, Women's Sexual Stories and the Journey of the Soul. Basically a collection of women's stories, their sexual stories. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating. The 
sort of different qualities and I think women's sexuality is fascinating. No offense, guys, but man. So yeah, get curious about your female partners and their sexual experience and how to how you can serve that. And talk to your partner. Hashtag talk to your partner. Because <laughs> guess what? If you don't talk to your partner and your sex life kind of sucks, they might go out and look for an erotic massage, which is fine. But it'd be cooler if you could give her that kind of experience. And I want to expand a little bit on the why I don't do this kind of work anymore. My work has changed. You know, I'm a love coach now. And this work can happen mm, off the massage table. That transformation that you had is totally possible. Um, through an exploration of what it means to be in an intimate relationship and what it means to be emotionally available and connected. And you can have transformations that, that aren't of a sexual nature as well. And that's sort of, that's the work that I'm doing right now is helping people through their, their love transformation. So it's, you're, you're in an evolution of what started as erotic massage. What started as a YouTube, uh, some silly YouTube videos in the back of a taxi cab. <laughs> that uh, didn't get you a job offer. Didn't get me a job offer. And, and you know, that that's when, I guess I, I forgot to mention that, but I was at the crossroads, you know, of having to jump in or, or whitewash. And I jumped, I jumped. I did the massage. I did the uh, rape crisis counseling training. I, I became... Be, it's like I was doing massage and counseling people on a crisis hotline. I wrote blogs. I made videos. I got certified as a coach. I got more sex ed training. And I am so grateful that this is the path that I chose. And this is the result. Is this podcast and helping people become more emotionally intimate and available. Coaching one-on-one. Now group coaching. Thank you for your help with that, by the way. <laughs> Live events coming soon. Really excited about doing that work. I know that you've been wanting me to do that for years now and, and I just wasn't ready and I'm so, so almost ready. <laughs> I like that you said so, so almost ready. You are getting closer. And, and you know, I realized you... Okay, this is cool. You were ripe for a transformation. Because I can imagine that if you weren't and you know we had that massage experience, you, you probably would have went back to work and been like, that was pretty wild and just kept on going, status quo. But you were ripe and the massage was a catalyst. And uh, oftentimes in life, you know, we can rush things and it, it'll be okay. It'll, it's like you know eating a banana that's not quite ready. It's like, it's it's a banana. You're getting some nutrients out of it, but it's not real. It's not really satisfying. It's also hard to open, you know. But you can you can get that the fucking banana out of the peel. But when it's ripe, everything's easier. Change just it happens so much more effortlessly. So yeah, parting word: don't rush it. Whatever it is, 
Take your time. <laughs> Slow it down. And thank you for everything that you've done for me, mystery interview person. <laughs> you've been a true ally this whole time. And I'm really, really grateful for your presence and for your counsel and for your um, encouragement and helping me realize that I am on the right path when I don't believe it or remember it myself. So thanks. Thanks a lot. The work you do is important. I will tell you that over and over. Hey, lovebirds. Thank you again for spending this hour with me today. Actually, it was more like 40 minutes, but I still deeply, deeply appreciate your support and the time that you take out of your week to listen means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I put together a book list for you and I added that book, Aphrodite's Daughters. And it's, it's a mind-blowing book. I'm astounded this is a collection of maybe 18 of those stories and they're all fascinating. So I added that book to the book list. If you want the book list, go to thelovedrive.com forward slash book list. You can get it all there. You can download it. It's all clickable with links for where you can buy those books. And you know what? If you love this work and you don't want coaching, you don't need free love advice, but you want to buy me a chocolate bar, do it. It means a lot to me. You can do that by going to thelovedrive.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N. This podcast is not quite fully self-supporting and I would love for it to be by the contribution of you, Lovebird. If you're in a position to make that happen and you want to contribute to this message and to this work, thelovedrive.com forward slash join and have a beautiful week. <laughs> <laughs>